Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. As you may have guessed by now, my name is Denise Alvarez, and I have the pleasure of being your host here each week on the podcast. And I also have a business that I always take a few moments to just share about with you at the beginning of the podcast, just in case for new friends. And then we will jump into what I'm really excited to share with you today, which is a few business takeaways from Road to the Horse. So as I said, My name is Denise Alvarez, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers. I do that through coaching, as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and my monthly coaching program called Social Stride. I do each of these things along with this podcast because I want to help you all be outside in the barn, in the arena, doing what it is that you love to do, right? I get that marketing is not everybody's favorite thing, or maybe you're here because you enjoy it, but either way, I want to help you make the most of your time. So I'm going to give you on the podcast, step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos. My goal is really to help you not only see what's possible for your horse business when you market it well, but to guide you through that process as well and help you make it happen, right? So this week I have a fun episode for you. It's a little bit different than the typical how-tos that we have on here, but instead I wanted to share with you some takeaways that I took away from Road to the Horse. So in case you have not heard of Road to the Horse, it depends on what part of the equestrian world that you are in, but it is a cult starting competition. I forget how long they've been doing it, but it has been an annual event for quite some time. Typically, it's held in Kentucky. Last year was my first year to go, actually, and I will link in the show notes because I also did an episode last year when it was in Fort Worth to share with you some of my tips and takeaways that I learned at that event. So I'll share that in the show notes, which will be stormlily.com slash 72 in case you've not heard that episode. So last year it was in Fort Worth because of events not being able to take place in certain timeframes in certain areas, but this year it was back in Lexington, and so it was my first time actually to be in Lexington. So we had a lot of fun. I had the blessing of going with my parents again. And so we learned a ton, met a lot of great people. Now, for many of you, when you're at the event, you're looking for horse takeaways, right? Which I am too. I'm learning so much. I learn about horses and horsemanship all the time. And I love that. But as you know, this podcast is to share with you marketing tools and tips, right? So I'm also always on the lookout for ideas that I can bring back to you to apply in your horse business. Now, the things I have to share with you today are not necessarily just marketing ideas, but they're more mindsets about business that are going to help you as you apply what you know into your marketing, right? So I want to tell you that up front in case for new friends, in case this is your first episode that you are listening to go back. I do love to share with you practical things. I've shared about social media, websites, content marketing, all of those things here on the podcast, and I'll keep doing that. But today I wanted to do something a little bit extra fun. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that were in my notes that I'm taking away from Road to the Horse that I think will encourage you and your horse business as well. All right. Okay. So let's jump into it. Five takeaways from Road to the Horse 2022 version. Takeaway number one, 
No one can teach or serve or create like you. So I get asked regularly about what to post on social media, right? I I hear all the time from horse business owners that they aren't sure what to post, what should they put in their email, what kind of content should they be creating? And one of the things that I often hear from them is, I would do this and this, but this person over here is already talking about that, right? So they have ideas, they know what questions they're being asked, but they're honestly afraid to talk about that because they think it's already been talked about, right? It's already been covered, or they think it's too basic to talk about. Now, what I tell them is that your people have not heard it from you. You might be teaching in a totally different way. You may use different analogies. You may have a different teaching style. Or frankly, you're used to looking at what other people are doing, but there are followers that you have on social media that possibly aren't really following any other horse trainers or any other horse products and services, whatever realm or niche it is that you are in, you may be the one person they're following. So they're not going to see it from those other people. Now, here's why I came up with this takeaway for you. So at the event, each competitor which I should say, it's a cold starting competition, right? So at this one, there were four competitors and over a period of three days, they are starting a colt. There is a winner at the end of it. Now, again, we're not talking horsemanship on the podcast because you know that is not my area of expertise, but I wanted to give you an idea of when I say competitor, right? What do I mean? Who's that person? So one of the competitors was there and each one gets an opportunity to put on a clinic, right? So one of the competitors that was putting on a clinic was Mike Major. I'm sorry, they all were putting on a clinic. The one that inspired this particular takeaway, right, was Mike Major. So one of the things in his clinic that he talked about and that he taught was lead changes. Now, for some of you, you might say old news, right? You're going, who hasn't talked about lead changes? And so maybe if you were in his position, you would be thinking, I'm not going to talk about that. That's already been covered. But Mike knows that knowing it and hearing it and then doing it are two different things. So he actually asked the crowd, who here has a problem with their lead changes? And you won't be surprised to hear that it was an easy yes. So he broke it down. He talked about his philosophy, his program, how he times it out. And people were grateful and they even had questions for him, right? Okay, so after Mike, guess what? The next clinician talked about lean changes as well. Now, the entire session was not a session on lead changes, don't get me wrong, but they both touched on that topic, even though they were both there and presenting to the same crowd. And why was that okay? Because it was, people were still interested. Because the second person had a little bit different approach. He has a little bit different teaching style than Mike does. Now, the same thing happened with Wylene Davis. She was not a competitor, but she was there presenting, and she taught a method for getting your horse to come to the fence to pick you up by just snapping your fingers. Well, then guess what? Brandy Lyons had a clinic. She was a competitor there, and she talked about something similar, about how she teaches that in her program. So here's what I want you to take away from that. I don't want you to let the fear that others have said something before you, others have taught something before you, or even at the same time as you, I don't want that to keep you from sharing what you know. You may know that Ecclesiastes says, there is nothing new under the sun, right? It's not new information that I'm asking you to present, 
But I want you to consider that the way that you teach it may be new, or maybe the people that follow you or get your emails or watch your videos on YouTube, maybe they've never heard it before, and they've definitely not heard it the way that you teach it, okay? So the first takeaway is to remember that no one can teach or serve or create like you. All right, takeaway number two, you aren't meant to do this life or horse business alone. Now, every competitor, clinician, or even the event host at the Road to the Horse event, they all mentioned someone that has taught them something along the way in their own horsemanship or business journey. Whether it was a mentor, a colleague, a family member, maybe it was somebody that they didn't even know, but they read their book or watched their video or, you know, connected with them through a third party. The point is, they were aware that they didn't get to where they are. They didn't learn what they've learned over time or accomplish what they've accomplished all on their own, right? It was such a beautiful reminder that we all truly do need each other. We aren't meant to do this alone. You are not meant to do your business alone. Now, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurs that are just starting out, sometimes it may feel that way. So I hope this will encourage you and remind you that you can continue to reach out and learn from others. So I want you to always be learning, looking for opportunities to learn, which obviously you're here on the podcast because you are looking for ways to learn. So kudos to that. And then as you get to where you are going, as you grow, I want you to remember to give credit where credit is due, right? Let other people know where you have learned and how you have learned from others and continue to do that, right? We're all going to be in a continual process of learning. All right, so that's takeaway number two. Number three, a tool is only as good as its handler. Now, I'm sure that every single one of you that are listening have seen a stick and a string being promoted, whether it's at an expo, a clinic, a YouTube video, a blog post, a Facebook ad, right? Maybe it has the beloved white bag tied to the end of it, or maybe it's a lariat or a certain type of rope and a halter. Or for my friends who do positive reinforcement, maybe it's a certain clicker or a treat bag. The point is, these are all tools, right? And when you see someone using a tool and you like what they're doing, you may be tempted to think it's the tool that's actually doing the work, right? That's accomplishing it. Yet we know there's no such thing as magic in a certain tool, right? One stick and string is inherently not that much better than the other. It really has to do with the person that's using it, the handler. What's their timing? What's their feel? What's their experience? Now, again, we're talking horsemanship at this moment, but I want to teach you how this applies to your business as well. Because there may be some tools that are better than others, sure, but mostly it's the person at the end of it that's really doing the work. And when it comes to your business and when it comes to marketing, the same is true. There are a ton of tools out there. Just look up social media scheduler. That's a question I get regularly, right? What's the best social media scheduler? There are a lot out there and there are a lot of good things about them. But what I want to emphasize here is that before you start using tools, whether it's a social media scheduler, whether it's Canva, which is a really great tool that I recommend for design it's still possible to take these tools and not get the results that you want if you don't have the clarity that you need ahead of time. 
So before you start really diving into a bunch of different marketing tools, my encouragement to you is to take the time to really get clear on your messaging and on your brand. Who is it that you are really trying to serve? What are your unique giftings and how are you making a difference in the lives of the horses and people that you're working with? Because then, whether it's through designing in Canva, scheduling social media posts, trying to get your SEO game up on your website, all of those things, it's going to come back to that clarity that you have in the first place. That's what's going to get you the results through those tools. So regardless of the tool, remember that you are the handler. You are the person that's responsible for how that plays out. Okay, all right, that is takeaway number three. Number four, the fourth thing that I learned at Road to the Horse that I wanna encourage you with is to take one step at a time. Now, some of you know about Storm Lily Ranch because I've mentioned it here on the podcast or perhaps you've seen it on my website. Now, right now, Storm Lily Ranch is mostly a notebook of ideas and plans and prayers that I've put together, a collection of people I'm learning from or by watching from afar, frankly, because I have hopes for Storm Lily Ranch to be a place that people would be able to come and experience healing from Jesus through horses. But that's all it is at this moment. But I want to share with you some encouragement about taking one step at a time. Because last year at Road to the Horse, I met the founder of Angel Reigns, which is a similar ministry to what I'm hoping to do. And her name's Catherine Zachman. And she shared her story with me briefly. We chatted a bit. And that was kind of it. And then this year, I asked if she would be there again, and if I could ask her a few questions, just so I could connect with her and learn from her and see what I could learn, right? I didn't even know exactly what questions I wanted to ask. I just knew that that was a step of faith I wanted to take or that I felt that I needed to take. And it was such a blessing. I was able to visit with her, and you won't be surprised to learn that I like a plan, right? I like a list. And she was so sweet because she said, I can tell that's what you're after, but I can tell you I really don't have that. But here are a few things to think about. And I love that about her. And I really did get some guidance on the next right steps for me to explore in the coming months. But here's the thing, just for me to ask to visit with Kathy was a huge step of faith and just putting one foot in front of the other, right? Now for you, it might be something else. Maybe you've already started your business, but you have a dream inside of you for what's next, what the next big plan or project is. Or maybe you have a new idea or a new venture that's sitting inside of you. So my encouragement to you is to take the next right step, whatever that is for you, and then be okay taking one step of faith at a time. Look for opportunities that you can learn from others, just like we talked about, and don't be afraid to ask questions because if God is leading you in a specific direction, I wanna encourage you to go where he leads, all right? So my takeaway number four is for you to take one step at a time with your dreams and with your business. All right, friend, I have one more takeaway for you, and it is to never give up. Now, let me share why I am sharing this one with you or how I came to this final takeaway. So as I mentioned, the clinics that were happening there were from each competitor, and Pat Pirelli was another one that was there. Some of you may be familiar with him. If you visited his website or his Facebook page, you may know that he has quite a following and a far reach when it comes to his horse business right now. 
But did you know that his first clinic was to just 30 people? He had big dreams, but he did not get discouraged at just 30, right? And some of you might be saying, I love 30, I have 10, right? But the point is, he didn't stop. He didn't quit. Instead, he kept going and he was continuing to provide his services. And now he's known internationally, right? I think he said he's presented in 70 something countries, maybe, or his, I'm sorry, his, um, his method, right? His online method is in 70 something countries, something like that, right? I don't know the exact stats, but the point is it's more than just 30, right? So my encouragement to you is wherever you are at in your horse business, wherever you're at in the stream of getting started to getting to where you want to be and beyond, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep doing the work, keep posting on social media, keep sending those emails. Remember, there is nothing wrong with starting small. I want you to keep doing and growing and learning. Now, one area that I know many horse business owners struggle with starting small is their email list, right? Maybe that's you. You're saying, I'm still working on social media, so I don't know if sending an email to 10 people is really worth my time. But let me just encourage you that it is. You may start out emailing 10 or 20 people, and that's okay. I want you to keep showing up, keep serving, keep showcasing what it is that you do and what it is that you offer. I think Pat was the one that said this at the event. I actually didn't write down who said it, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but nothing comes from nothing. It's going to mean you're going to keep taking action. You're going to keep doing the work. And when it comes to emails, if you need help with that, I actually have a free guide that I would love to send you. It is the beginner's guide to email marketing for horse businesses. It's going to give you a simple process to follow and the guidance that you need to get to where you want to go with your email marketing, no matter where you're at on the spectrum. So if you would like that, just visit stormlily.com slash email guide. I will also, of course, put it in the show notes at stormlily.com slash 72, and you can sign up for that as well. I will send it to you as soon as you put in your name and email address. All right. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this different kind of episode on the podcast. I will be back here next week with that practical marketing how-to strategy type of health. But today, I just wanted to share these things with you because I know that as I took these notes, I was encouraged and reminded to just keep going, right? Sharing what I know with you all. And so I want to encourage you to do the same. The people that are following you on social media, the people that are on YouTube, the people that are coming to your in-person events and clinics, they all need you to continue to do what you do. All right. And friend, if you are at Road to the Horse, I want to hear from you. Send me an email, denise at stormlily.com or find me on Instagram and Facebook at Stormlily Marketing. Let me know what your takeaways were from Road to the Horse. I'd love to know who you met, who you learned from, what your favorite parts were. And if you're going to be there next year, then maybe we can meet up. All right. Okay. I hope you have an awesome day and I will see you here again next week. 